I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Eleven to one with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. Visit our showrooms to see the amazing range of Mercedes-Benz cars, or choose from our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court, the best in motoring, here for you. Good morning. Oh, that feels good. After two long weeks away from a microphone, Sinead Brazel here with you. For those of you still on Christmas time, it's Tuesday the 3rd of January, a little after 11. If you're still in your PJs, I salute you. I got a feeling it's going to be a good year, though. Yeah. Oh, what a song to kickstart our brand new 11 to 1 on 2023. The Black Eyed Peas with I Got A Feeling. I don't know what's going on at my phone. My phone is deciding to talk to me there. It's a good start. It's a great start. Happy New Year. Hope you had a great Christmas and you are ready for a brand new year ahead. And look, at, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say that I started off the year with all of these great New Year's resolutions, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go walking every day and I'm giving up the drink and, uh, you know, I'm going to drink more water. No. <laughs> Boo to all of that, right? New Year, New Year's resolutions. If all of that bull has you groaning, I don't blame you. I'm right there with you. I really am. And I came across this, had to share it today. I found it, actually a pal of mine on Instagram posted this last night. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, I just have to share this with everybody. So for everyone who's not doing dry January or starting the gym or resolving to reinvent themselves, this is for you. This is a poem by Donna Ashworth, right? And I think it's really kind of reflective of my mindset today. It says, uh, why do we start a new year with promises to improve? Who began this tradition of never ending pressure? I say the end of a year should be filled with congratulation for all we survived. And I say a new year should start with promises to be kinder to ourselves, to understand better just how much we bear as humans on this exhausting treadmill of life. And if we are to promise more, let's pledge to rest. Yes, before our bodies force us. Let's pledge to stop and drink in life as it happens. Let's pledge to strip away a layer of perfection to reveal the flawed and wondrous humanity we truly are inside. Why start another year gifted to us on this earth with demands on our already overstrained humanity when we could be learning to accept that we were always supposed to be imperfect? And that is where the beauty lives, actually. And if we can only find that beauty, we would also find peace. 
I wish you peace in 2023. Everything else is all just a part of it. Let it be so. Donna Ashworth, what an absolute legend. She's bringing us the New Year vibes today. I'm not interested in the resolutions. We're forgetting about all of that. Let's embrace the imperfect flaws and everything else that we have going on. Lots of you getting in touch, wishing me Happy New Year. Thank you so much. WhatsApp and text lines are open as always. 86 658 If you fancy popping me on your date of birth, I need the full date of birth, so the year, everything uh, on that, because we are going to be talking a little bit about what the future has in store for us in 2023 with the amazing numerologist Grania Tyndall. She's going to be joining us in the second half of the show. So if you want sort of a reading, I suppose, is probably the best thing way to describe that. 086-1800-658 with your birth date, please. The best music mix around. Yeah, there's Pink Walk Me Home at LMFM's 11 to 1. Oh, certain royal is back in the news. Is he a royal? I don't know. He's kind of got a foot in. He's got a foot out. We don't know what he's doing. He has written the book. He has got two more explosive TV interviews coming down the line as well. We haven't heard the last of Prince Harry. I'm going to give you all the goss of that just after these. Yeah, he's back in the news. He's going to have an ITV interview and an interview, I think, on CBS as well on 60 Minutes. And it's going to be explosive stuff. Prince Harry we're talking about. Yeah, I'm going to give you all the gossip of that after some more music. Here's a guy that rang in the new year in Dublin. It's Gavin James. Gavin James, Hearts on Fire. LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Oh, he's bringing all the fire. Fire and brimstone. We're talking about Britain's Prince Harry and he has an ITV interview. It's going to be released on Sunday. Well-timed because it's two days before his memoir is published. The memoir is called Spare, which I kind of love, to be honest with you. Uh, But also he's going to have another interview with CBS News set to air the same day. Of course, lots of criticism uh, for Buckingham Palace over their alleged failure to defend him and wife Meghan before they stepped down as senior royals. So there's snippets of the conversation uh, with the two interviews being released. So the the ITV interview, this is with Tom Bradbury. This is going to be on ITV1 or you can stream it on ITVX at 9pm on January 8th. Here's a little bit of a taster of what Harry has to say in that interview. It never needed to be this way. The leaking and the planting. I want a family, not an institution. They feel as though it's better to keep us somehow as the villains. They've shown absolutely no willingness to reconcile. I would like to get my father back. I would like to have my brother back. Oh, okay. No effort to reconcile. We did hear a lot of this, you know, this planting of stories uh, and things during their own documentary, the Harry and Meghan documentary. Now, uh, Tom Bradbury, by the way, is a former royal correspondent. So that's quite interesting because a lot of the time um, he was talking about the correspondence, like, you know, planting of these stories. Uh, Also, he's going to be chatting to um, 60 Minutes, basically, on CBS. And uh, this is where he talks about uh, the, the private leaks and that kind of thing in that particular interview. Here it is. One of the criticisms that you've received is that, well, okay, fine. You want to move to California. You want to step back from the institutional role why be so public? You say you tried to do this privately. 
And every single time I've tried to do it privately, there have been briefings and leakings and planting of stories against me and my wife. You know, the family motto is never complain, never explain, but it's just a motto. And it doesn't really hold. There's a lot of complaining and a lot of explaining. Endless. Private, being done in through leaks. Through leaks. They will feed or have a conversation with the correspondent. And that correspondent will literally be spoon-fed information and write the story. And then the bottom of it, they will say that they've reached out to Buckingham Palace for comment. Mm. But the whole story is Buckingham Palace commenting. So when we're being told for the last six years, we can't put a statement out to protect you, but you do it for other members of the family, there becomes a point when silence is betrayal. Yeah. Okay. I think, look, I think people are going to be glued to this. People are definitely going to read his biography. I'm going to say, I think I will, you know, I think I'm going to read the biography just to sort of get the full picture here. Because look, you know, when after their Netflix documentary, I was a bit like, oh, come on, you know, like this is not helping any of your case at all here. I just I felt it was a bit too whiny. Now, though, I'm, I don't know. I'm sort of changing a little bit. I'm kind of going what's going on here, you know, particularly when it's Harry now on his own and it's going to be sort of him and his biography. I'm sort of eager to hear that. So yeah, watch this space is all I'd say. January the 8th, that's when uh, the two interviews are going to be released and there's going to be lots of, I would say, silence, probably silence from Buckingham Palace. There you go. There's Maroon 5, Memories on LMFM's 11 to 1. Lots of you sending in your date of birth. Do keep those coming in for the second half of the show because we're going to be chatting to Grania Tyndall. She's a numerologist. I know, I'm not fully sure what that is, but she's going to explain all to us. But she does need your date of birth to be able to kind of determine what life path you're on, what 2023 has in store, that kind of thing. And Mary from Navin says she's just retired and would love to hear what's ahead. Yes. Absolutely. And congratulations on the retirement. Hope you're having a great time so far. It's a bit of a strange one, I'd imagine, for you as well. Um, Did you still get up early this morning? Is that still kind of ingrained in you? Uh, But hope you're enjoying it so far. And uh, yeah, we'll get into that with Grania a little bit later on. Now, back to the present moment. And, you know, look, particularly... I was joking earlier on, you know, talking about January blues, but in actuality, a lot of people suffer from depression and kind of feeling down at this time of the year and particularly uh, January after the Christmas, all of that. We're all too aware of how mental health has become a huge issue in our country. But in response to this, a really important annual event was set up about 12 years ago. It's called the first fortnight. So the first two weeks of the year, there's art, there's culture, there's events. It's a great two weeks. But most importantly, it's about breaking down the stigma attached to speaking about mental health issues. So, you know, if you're not feeling great, it's about kind of, you know, expressing that to people and not feeling like, oh, I can't talk about this. And this is what this festival is all about. We're going to be chatting to Maria Fleming. She's the CEO of First Fortnight. She's going to join us just after these. We are all too aware of how mental health has become a huge issue in our country and in response to this an important annual event was set up about 12 years ago. It's an arts and culture festival aiming to challenge mental health stigma through the arts and the art of conversation. First fortnight a festival held during the first two weeks in January is the kickstart to the year we all need with a great range of events including music, spoken word, poetry, film, discussion, dance, lots to enjoy. Joining me now to tell us more about this year's event and the importance of having a festival like this is the CEO of First Fortnight, Maria Fleming. She's on the line. Happy New Year to you, Maria. 
And the same to you, Sinead. Delighted to be here with you. Great to have you back on the programme. I love promoting this festival every year. It's such a great kickstart to the year that we all need. But it was set up 12 years ago, really in direct response to the mental health crisis in this country. Tell us about how it all began. Absolutely. So it was two friends, JP Swain and Dave Keegan, who were the founders of First Fortnight. And it came about... Uh, with the pair of them sitting around the kitchen table in Tala 12 years ago and as all the best ideas come around that way and both of them had been impacted in different ways either directly or via a family member um, by mental ill health and they were having a conversation about how they could help in some way address the crisis and one of the things that they were aware of was that the stigma that's attached to mental health just adds to the burden for those with mental ill health and also on occasions is um, is the reason why people might not seek help because of the stigma attached to it. And the earlier somebody seeks help, the more positive the outcome will be. So they decided that the stigma was one area that they could address and they were both involved uh, working in the arts and the same as myself, they really believed in the power of the arts to communicate messages, but also the healing power of the arts for many people. So they started First Fortnight and I'm delighted that they did. And I joined a couple of years ago and um, we've really seen over the years the impact that can have, you know, people attending theatre, film, a musical gig, a spoken word performance. They have that connection by being part of an audience at an arts event But then they may have a conversation afterwards with somebody that they attended the event with or they may go and talk to a friend or a family member around something that was addressed in the event that maybe was relevant to them or made them think about somebody they know and what they might be going through. Yeah, absolutely. That idea of being part of the audience, this communal feeling, this communal kind of coming together to experience something at the same time. There's, you know, you can't kind of quite describe it, but it it really can be so, so powerful. You're absolutely right. Now, it's not just a fantastic two week festival, but First Fortnight is a charity as well and a very important one. Tell us about the work that you do. Yes, so um, around the year, year round, outside of the two weeks of the festival in January, we also provide creative art therapy, that's music therapy, drama therapy and art therapy. And we provide that for children, adolescents and adults who are experiencing homelessness or at risk of homelessness, which of course is another big crisis that we have in Ireland at the moment. So we provide those services year round and we're delighted to be supported by the HSE um, funding us in that work. But we're always open to donations as well from people to support that work. Uh, But just to go back to what you were saying there, Sinead, about the connection of the audience, because I was fascinated to find out, only found out this year, there was a study done in the University of London a number of years ago that measured the heart rate of audience members at a theatre show and their heartbeats synchronised while they were in the show. And then it would go back to its own rhythm at the interval. And then when people came back for the second half of the show, um, the heartbeats would synchronise again. So it's not just, you know... That's amazing. Something that we know that there is a definite connection we have with the, you know, when we we stand in a gig um, with an audience or sit in a theatre, there's a, a shared experience that we have that actually goes quite deep. 
Oh, that I love that. I'm going to yeah. remember that now the next time I'm sitting <laughs> in a show. The University of London did the study, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, the, the festival couldn't be coming at a better time as well, Maria. We've been having, you know, great highs over the Christmas and then there can be a bit of a January slump. So tell us about the this year's festival and the theme uh, for this year. Yes, so we're uh, looking at the theme of hope this year, which comes at the end of a couple of really tough years. And we're not completely out of the woods yet. You know, a lot of people are still struggling. So our theme is hope. And we also have an awful lot of events that are free, are very low ticket price so that we include everybody. But our opening event this Friday is it's titled A Celebration of Hope and it's happening on Nullignaman. And we're so delighted that we have Erica Cody, oh, who brilliant. many of your listeners yeah. might know from Dancing with the Stars. Um, and she's been very generous in sharing her own experience um, across the pandemic with mental health. And she's joined on Friday night by Robert Grace, who's also his song Fake Fine across the pandemic kind of, you know, touched a lot of people and resonated with them for the experience that they were having. But um, across the festival, um, we've all the events are kind of looking at the idea of hope for a better outcome for people, Mm -hmm. hope for the end of uh, stigma attached to mental health and hope for people finding wellness. Yeah, and and definitely there seems to be a big switch to that. There's a lot of people that are, you know, much more in tune with feeling better and looking after their mental health, which is great. Now, one of the events that caught my attention and one that will definitely uh, have GAA fans uh, clambering for the tickets is called Spliced. Tell me about this. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that one up now because this is a, definitely a firm favourite of mine. So Spliced, we are so excited that it's going to happen in Crow Park, the home Amazing. of the GAA. And not just in Crow Park, but in their show court for their handball alley, which is a new building. And it hasn't been used yet. Um, we will be the first event in the show court. And um, they've had a small tournament in the handball alley itself. But the show court is a really dramatic building. I'd advise you to go look it up on their website. I just love it. And Timmy Creed is the writer performer who's delivering Spliced and he will, through the performance, he plays wall ball, hurling wall ball up against the wall in the handball alley while telling us his story of growing up through the GAA and his love-hate with the sport and struggling with masculine toxicity toxicity that can come as a part of um, competitive male sporting but really his love for the GAA comes through uh, and just his his way of trying to deal with it all of you know growing up playing GAA being part of a team there's so much in this play and just the setting of it is so exciting and Timmy is such an extraordinary performer we're really excited and we have a number of clubs that are coming along and oh, great. people wanting yeah. to you know, get together in their club and book tickets they can um, come. we know definitely there's a good few clubs coming along so we're delighted to have that with Timmy Creed in Crow Park and a spoken word is something that has become so so popular as well you have a great sp- spoken word event that's going to be happening as well as part of this Yes, so Therapy Sessions is a real favourite uh, of festival goers and that's curated every year by Stephen James Smith uh, who's just a fantastic artist and most recently uh, people would have seen him at the Christmas Eve busk with Glenn yes. Hansard and Amel May there. Um, but Stephen James Smith curates this every year and we have folk word artists and musicians 
Um, and that's we this year therapy sessions is happening in Dublin, in Wexford and in Belfast. So there's lots of opportunities for people to go along. And we have Buddy Wakefield, who's a three time winner of the World Spoken Word Slam Poetry Championship. So we're delighted to have Buddy Wakefield travelling. I mean, we've had to we we haven't had international artists for the last number of years. So it's great to have international artists again and have Buddy Wakefield with us for that. Now, uh, therapy sessions in Dublin in the Workman's on um, Friday the 13th is booking fast. So I wouldn't think about for that. Okay, fortnight.ie, people can find the the details there. Fortnight.ie, yeah. yeah. Uh, So you've got uh, online events as well because, you know, as the the last two years have proven, you know, you had to adapt, you had to change things, but you're going to keep some of that online element, which is great. We are, and one of the reasons for that as well is because we're partnering, one of our partners is St. Patrick's Hospital, and we used to always go into the hospital and have events, and we can't do that still this year. Hospitals, obviously, for lots of reasons, you know, still have to be much more careful. So we've kept a number of online events, and one of the favourites of mine is a Hopeful Poetry, uh, which is an event with the National Library of Ireland, where two of the staff there, Ruth and Lisa, are going to share with people their favourite hopeful lines of poetry from W.B. Yeats and Seamus Heaney. And I was at this event online last year and it was just fantastic. Uh, we're also partnering with um, Access in Ballymun and uh, there's a series of conversations, creative spaces, artists talking to each other about their work and about their creativity. Some really exciting artists there and that's online. And then another festival favourite, Kishton, which is curated by our general manager, Grace Kelly. That's online as as well. So yeah, there's lots to look at. If people check for out first fortnight.ie and you'll see clearly marked what's online, what's in person. And we're also, we're in Dublin, Wexford, Belfast, Donegal, Cork, lots of places. This yeah, year. you're really expanding uh, nationwide at this stage. And, you know, it's grown so much over the past 12 years. It has been so important to driving conversation around mental health. Do you think things are changing for the better? You know, we're certainly discussing mental health more, but are you hopeful that the stigma around mental health will disappear and that first fortnight will be a huge part of that? Yes, well, one of the things that we've been aware of looking at it the last couple of years is definitely the conversation has widened. I mean, Mm. every newspaper, radio program, television program addresses mental health in some ways. But when we're looking at the stigma in particular, we would be aware that while people might open up and talk about their anxiety or maybe feeling depressed, I think there's still some fear and stigma around conditions like bipolar or schizophrenia or eating disorders. So we've still a way to go. But now that the conversation has started, we've just got to shine a light on those places and open it up more. And for a lot of people, you know, the the stigma um, maybe comes from a place of fear. So we're trying to break down that fear. And the arts, I think, are a fantastic way to do that. Like while you're at a music gig or a theatre performance or a film screening, um, you know, there's nothing threatening there it's it's a safe place to come to explore uh, experience the gig and then maybe have the conversation with somebody that you haven't had before there might be a friend or a family member that you're worried about and maybe this will give you uh, the courage to start that conversation absolutely it's such an important festival the lineup this year is phenomenal something for everybody to enjoy maria thank you so so much for taking the time to join us today oh, thank you Sinead. thanks thank a million you. maria fleming there first fortnight.ie first fortnight.ie you can also find them all over facebook twitter and instagram as well at first fortnight oh. 
11 to 1. Coors, leave me breathless. That'll be me after my first walk up the stairs. Never mind any other sort of fitness today. <laughs> oh, look, be easy on yourself. Be easy on yourself. Don't be going too gung-ho with the New Year's resolutions for, you know, moving around the place. I, like I say, taking the stairs. Fantastic. It's an achievement in itself. Now it's time to go back in time. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 777 On this day in 1977, Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs, they incorporated Apple Computer Inc. People celebrating a birthday, Mel Gibson, Greta Thunberg, she's turned 20 feeling very old and Michael Schumacher they all have birthdays today and today is Festival of Sleep Day which sounds extremely appealing to me now nobody is quite sure when the holiday was founded but it was founded by somebody who definitely had a profound and deep love of sleep (laughs) in order to celebrate this the best possible way look if you don't have work today just stay in the pyjamas is what I say go back into bed and relax and take a nap because it's Festival of Sleep Day love it LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk, and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. There's one Republican Timberland. Apologise. We are heading towards 12 news, but after that, what's in a number? Turns out a lot. Numerologist Grania Tindall is going to be telling us what's in store for 2023. Shrink your bill this January with Dunstores Double. George Ezra, Green Green Grass kicking off our second hour. You are listening to LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. It's a brand new year, but it's the same old me, I tell you. And, you know, uh, Christmas is over in a blink of an eye and then the same old thing comes up around this time of the year. When are we going to take down the Christmas decorations? It's an argument that happens, you know, when you're putting them up. Is it too early? And then, you know, when you're taking them down, is it too early to take them down? Is it too late to take them down? All of that. It's a big debate around this time of the year. It really is. And uh, I'm just wondering what to do because mine are still up at this moment in time. But, you know, sometimes when I just get back to work, I'm like, oh, take them down. It's over. Come on, just rip the bandaid, you know. But a study has shown that it may actually benefit your mental health to keep those lights up long into the new year. I love a study. This is undertaken by Chicago environmental and design psychologist, Dr. Sally Augustin. She says the lights are good for us, Okay. It's kind of, you know, it's something to do with our senses. You know, when we experience these warm coloured lights or candlelight or light from the warmer bulbs, it kind of puts us in a more positive mood, which we could all do it. Because I don't know about you, but over the Christmas there was a bit of a snipping and snapping, wasn't there, people? You kind of get sick of the sight of your family a little bit. (laughs) Like, I love them, but oh my God, I need to see different people now. You know, I need to go out into the world and not be looking at the same faces. So, you know, keeping up the lights... Could be a good idea. This all comes from the Scandinavian concept even of Hugga, is it? I think, or Haiga. It's basically cosiness is what it means, right? And it kind of gives you that, you know, well-being and contentment. So like lots of kind of coloury lights, warm textures, blankets, all that sort of thing. So they're doing a lot to keep our mental health and mood 
up the coloured lights and the Christmas lights. So I'm kind of thinking I might leave them up a little bit while longer. A lot of people leave the tree up anyway till the 6th. Normally by now, mine are long down. Or the day I'm back to work, they're coming down. You know, that kind of a vibe. And then, I don't know as well, like sometimes the house kind of, I want to get dusting and, you know, I want to clean. It's the new year, we've got to clean everything. That's what happens as well. So I'm a bit up in the air about this, but according to a study anyway, if you want to keep the Christmas tree lights up for another wee while, it's doing your mood all the benefits. Uh, so that's good. That's always good. Uh, now, time to get into some celebrity news. Here's the buzz. The buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. Stanley Tushi and Naomi Aki star in the new Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody, which is out in cinemas on St. Stephen's Day. We caught up with Stanley and he told us about how starstruck he was when he worked with Meryl Streep for the first time. Yeah, no, I know. No, I do. No, and I, I, I get that with people. Yeah. I do. But the first time I worked with, with Meryl, yeah. I was like, she's only about, she's like 11 years older than I am. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how I can deal, like, I can't mm. deal with it. I'm sure I'm not saying you felt like no, that. But, I, but I, I, like with her, I was like, I don't know how I can deal with this. And then it's just, you're just acting with You were acting with a human being. Line of Duty fans will be delighted that another season is set to be made to wrap up the end of last year's show. Fans weren't happy how it ended and who H was. The Sun are reporting that it will just be three episodes, but Martin Comston, Adrian Dunbar and Vicky McClure are returning for an explosive climax. The Traitors has become a surprise hit for the BBC this month, hosted by Claudia Winkleman. Amanda Lovett is one of the contestants on the show and is delighted with fans calling her an icon. I never thought when I went in there for a little break, really, and, and to do something a bit different. I never thought it would have this reaction, but it, it's been phenomenal and I'm I'm loving the love. Honestly, everyone's giving me and, and the gay community, you know, saying I'm an icon. Oh, it's just a privilege, isn't it? It's fabulous. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app have to say that was a great TV series Traitors on BBC and hoping they do bring it back for another series. Now I want to say a big happy 15th birthday today uh, that's coming in for Claire Gilmore. She's in Mount Rush in RD. Hope you're having a great birthday that's coming in from all the family and the Cassidy's. 15 today and you know what? Sometimes it's a bit grim, isn't it? Having your birthday so close to Christmas. But I really do hope you're having a great day and that you are spoiled, Claire. Now getting back to the music, here's Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars, when I was your man and LMFM's 11 to 1, you're all getting in touch on 086-1800-658 with your birth dates. Please, your date of birth. Why am I asking you of this? Well, turns out there's lots of reasons why you might want to give me your date of birth. But uh, Grania Tyndall, she's a numerologist. Uh, she has a business, Numbers 4, as in the number 4, Success. And she has a podcast as well. And uh, you can find out more information, by the way, numbers4success.com. And uh, basically, we want to figure out, you know, what way is our life going? What direction? What does 2023 have in store for us? She joined us last year on the show and she was very, very popular. And judging by all the messages with dates of births on it, she's going to be very popular again. So do get them in to me if you want. Kind of a reading, I'm going to say, uh, from Grania. She's going to need your date of birth though that's all she needs and she'll be able to tell you kind of what's in store for 2023 Grani is going to be joining us just after these Shakira whenever wherever on LMFM's 11 to 1 what is in a number well 
turns out a lot, particularly when it comes to your life and what direction you are going in. My next guest has been practising the ancient science of numbers or numerology for over 26 years. She set up her own business. It's called Numbers 4 the number four success and she's very passionate about helping people all over the world discover their soul purpose through readings including some very well known faces because celebrities are just as intrigued as us about what numerology is so how does this work and what does 2023 have in store I'm delighted to welcome back numerologist Grania Tyndall to 11 to 1 how are you getting on Grania happy oh, new year lovely to talk to you again Sinead happy new year to you now uh, what is numerology first of all because for people who aren't familiar with this Sure. Well, I think you described it very well there. (laughs) So numerology is the ancient science of numbers and it actually is a science. It's been around for thousands of years and it's just based on the fact that every number has a frequency. And at the end of the day, we are all energy beings. So it's our name and our date of birth are of huge significance as to what our soul, the real us, is yearning to learn in a lifetime. Whereas astrology is based on your time of birth. I don't use the time. I just use your full name from your birth cert because in my work, we actually choose our family. How do you feel about that, Sinead? Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know what, actually? My family, I am, I'm happy enough. Happy enough with the oh, choice. Lucky, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy enough. Good. Yes, yes. <laughs> I better no, say that, Grania. They're listening in, you know what I mean? They're listening, I hear you. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, we, we in my work anyway, it, the, the belief is behind it that we choose the family and the circumstances into which we're born. And obviously, sometimes it doesn't always have to be easy, but it's about the lessons and the blessings that we can achieve in a lifetime. And believe it or not, it's based on your name from birth and your date of birth. Oh, I love this name. Very intrigued. So, mm. this year, 2023, very different from last year, 2022. A lot of which was significant. We learned that last year. So what can you tell us about 2023 then and what might be in store? We're in for a very different vibe. Um, Last year, as you said, lots of twos was a six year because 2022 adds to a six. So 2023 adds to a seven. So we are in a seven energy, the whole world uh, at this year. From now, from the 1st of January to the 31st of December 2023. So when we look at that number, the number seven is one of the mystical numbers. It's the number of healing. It's about healing the past. For me, I feel I've done a whole podcast on this, but just to confirm it, it's very much around intergenerational healing. Okay. So healing the inner child, but also healing the past and also recognizing that this is a time of massive learning as a world. We have to look back in the last number of years and to sort of figure out what we've learned, what we want to keep, what we want to let go of. And even for your listeners, just to give you an example of the last time that we were in the seventh year, the last time was when we, 2014, mm-hmm. the time before that was 2007, and the time before that was 1998. I just did those three because they're close. So your listeners could maybe look at, and yourself and myself, what was going on in your life in that year, because it may show itself up again in the current year we're in, if it hasn't been healed, if that makes sense. So this is an opportunity. I feel personally, I feel science and medicine are going to become more hand in hand, or spirituality, I should say. Science and medicine and spirituality, Um, as in, um, you know, healing and as in, um, you know, hands-on healing, alternative, complementary healing will become more into the fore because I think people are searching for more than maybe what's been going on. Yes. And so year seven will present us with that. Um, It will be, it's very much around mental processing as well because the seven relates to the mind. So our mental health, mental well-being, but also our spiritual connection 
to whatever it is, source, spirit, whatever you want to call it. But ultimately, this is a year for us to learn because year eight next year is hold on to your britches. Okay. <laughs> All right. That'll so be next year. That'll be next year. So we got to get we got to get the learning in first. So we're exactly. going to kick this off. A lot of people sure. send in us in your, their dates of births. Uh, so the first one I have for you is the 3rd of the 3rd, 1978. Brilliant. Well, with all those threes, this person is probably quite a creative person and is someone who needs to speak their truth. When I add their date of birth together, it comes to the number four. Okay. This person is a four life path. And the number four is all about structure. It's about having to have step by step process in order to flow in life. Some people can wing it. You know, mm. fours need to have structure. So they're actually in their fourth year as well on their birthday on the 3rd of the 3rd, 2023. They'll enter into their fourth year because we have years that we also live in. Obviously, apart from the universal year, which in this case is a seven for us, this person, I don't know if it's a man or a woman. It's, but a, it's a woman. They, yeah, sorry. It's, it's, it's a Maggie, woman. a woman. Yeah. Oh, great. Thank you. Well, she's she's going into her fourth year. So this is her year to really come into her power. I would say for her to assert herself. Okay. And it's also a time of, it's around the heart chakra. So it's about the giving and receiving of love. So go for it. Okay. 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 Another one I have for you here. We have the 16th of the 12th, 1956. This is Mary in Navin. Mary, thank you. So Mary is actually an also a four life path. Okay. But her numbers are a little bit different. She's born the 16th day. Now, 16 in numerology is a karmic number. It just means that there's extra lessons to be learned in a lifetime. It's not a punishment. It just okay. means there's extra lessons. And um, as it happens, we've got seven full moons coming up, which are all at 16 degrees in astrology. So it's very much about letting go and building a new foundation. And that's what I feel Mary will be doing. She is in her sixth year of a nine-year cycle. So there may be extra responsibilities around health and well-being, but also her family. So maybe that will resonate with Mary. Well, she just retired. So maybe she will have more time for family. That's very good. Yes. That's very interesting. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, very good. But she's, again, somebody that needs order in okay. order to flow. So make sure she has a routine. Okay, Mary, routine in check, you know, because we've the work routine is out the window, so you need to get a new routine on yes, board. Very much so. Very okay, much so. so we have another one here for you. Uh, the 16th of the 10th, 1953. I've no name on this one, I don't think. Okay. Uh, but while That's you're doing fine. that, I'll see if I can find a name for you. No problem. So this, this person is a number eight life path. Now, as it happens, just to completely confuse everyone, January uh, 2023 is an eight energy in a okay. seven year. Just to throw another spin in. So this person will definitely be feeling the energies this month of January. Okay, I can't tell you. It's Peter. Apologies. Yeah, it's Peter. Oh, yeah, Peter. Thank you, Peter. So for Peter, this is um, very much a time of um, routine as well, but also um, around money issues, maybe. Okay. Financial issues, maybe questioning things but um, also it's very much about getting the balance between his physical emotional mental and spiritual health right. so that would be important um, so there, he's currently in his year of change so this is an opportunity for Peter to take some steps to change the patterns he's been running that's what I would say to Peter Okay, in terms of all of the stuff, the physical health, mental health, and as you said, the finances, we're looking at the finances there as well. Uh, now, again, not sure who this one's from. 11th of the 2nd, 1955. 
Okay. So this person, I say, is a very sensitive individual. They are an 11 life path. And there's somebody who really is very aware, um, maybe prone to highs and lows. And the year they're in right now is also, well, the year they're going into on their birthday will be very much around choices and decision making. So it could be about relationships and how this person relates. But ultimately, they are somebody that is really sensitive. They could be involved in some type of medicinal or holistic therapies of some sort. Okay, that's very interesting. Okay, Mm -hmm. we're going to take a quick break, Ronya, because can I just say... WhatsApp and text. It's absolutely exploding here. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with Grania just after these. Thank you. 11 to 1. We are talking to Grania Tyndall. She's a numerologist. She's telling us what's in store for 2023 based around our date of birth. And they're flooding in on 086 1800 658. Getting back to it, Grania, we have Michelle with the 27th of the 2nd, 1968. Michelle. Oh, yes. Um, Michelle is also um, an ace life path. Okay. Um, So it's about success. you know, drive, ambition. Mm. A lot of our great leaders, Bob Dylan is an eight. I love love the number eight. And it's called the number of infinity. So it's infinite possibilities once you put your mind to it. She's, um, Michelle's going into a nine, she's currently in her power year because she's in her eighth year. Okay. And when she has her birthday there in February now, she'll be going into her ninth year, which is about the, it's it's an ending. It's endings of the old ways of doing things. Okay, so she's into the brand new way. I'm loving that. Yeah, uh, that's Michelle. Yeah. Uh, Mary is the 23rd of the 4th, 52. Yeah. Now, Mary's also an eight. So okay. lots of eights here. Yeah. And eights have great drive, even to take the time to text in. I always admire people to do that, you know. So eights, once they, again, when they're in the flow, they can do anything. So Mary, make sure you get the balance right, in the words of Depeche Mode. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, presently, Mary is going into her seventh year on her birthday in April. Okay. And because we're in a seven year as a world, that'll be a double whammy for her. Okay. So it would be very good for Mary maybe to take up a course, mm-hmm. learn a new skill, upgrade her abilities. Okay. Sure. And L- yeah. Love that one. Okay. Uh, we've got Geraldine. She's the eighth of the first coming up soon, uh, 1971. Yes. Um, so Geraldine, is it? Yes. Yes. So Geraldine has lots of eights there. She's born the eighth day and then 1971 has to an eight. But she's a nine life path. Okay. So I'd say Geraldine is very uh, compassionate, very humanitarian, maybe in a caring role of some sort. Her biggest, probably the greatest lesson for her to learn is to let go. Let go. Don't hold on to things. Um, So there could be issues around forgiveness and things like that. Again, I don't know these people. I'm just tuning in. Yeah. And, um, Geraldine's in her um, sixth year in, in a few days. So year six, again, is about self-care. Oh, self-care. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe she might decide to do a new regime of some sort for herself, for her own self-worth. Okay, so but it is about, as you say, letting go, forgiveness, that kind of thing. Uh, the 31st of the 10th, 1960 for John Fisher. Yeah, Halloween. I love mm. it. Um, the day of the All Hallows great date um, John is a three life path like my good self and threes love to talk he'd never guess and um, <laughs> so John has the ability that's one of his lessons is to communicate but equally his creative abilities and maybe working through issues around self-worth 
Yeah. That would be important. Okay. He's currently in his second year. So again, relationships, um, choices, maybe big choices and decisions this year. Maybe he's making some big plans. But ultimately, it's about speaking his truth. Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We've so many and I could be here all day asking <laughs> you these things. But, you know, the, the name aspect, that was that intrigued me as well. Like when people go to you for like private sessions, then you go much more deeper into this, don't you? Oh, yes. Yeah, I do. Um, I mean, a session can be an hour and right. uh, it, it takes an hour and I can help them with all areas of their lives. The timing of things, you know, we can look in the past to heal the present, which creates a new future. I mean, it's quite extraordinary. And I've been doing this a long time, as you as kindly said. And I use a lot of my other gifts as well to tune in to help people. But I am working with their date of birth, which has it is their calling card. Yeah. And of course, there's many people born on the same days, but it's also to do with the name. And it's basically a chart that is created and each number has a significance. And I tune into that and I I look at numbers as being personalities or archetypes, if you will. Okay, and this is something like this is like, I mean, they said the ancient, you know, science of numbers. This is something that's going back to to our ancestors who looked at the stars, astrology, all that sort of stuff when it came to life paths and that kind of thing. Oh, well, it was good old Pythagoras. Remember Pythagoras? Oh, I remember his theorem. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that. (laughs) No, neither did I. But I like like numbers. But uh, Pythagoras, it was he who kind of, the system I trained in many years ago with the wonderful Margaret Nalon is is very much based on his theories. And he talks about music, sound, okay. everything having a vibration, the stars, the people, us, and ultimately our name, that what we're called has a vibration. So everything is vibrational. And I'm basically just looking at your energy and I'm reading more or less your blueprint of what your soul is contracted to do. That's what I do. I help people remember what they're here to be. It's not even career. What is their purpose? Oh, Grania, that is the eternal question that I'm. I'm always like, what? What's the point? Like, what's the point? What am I here for? Am I fulfilling my my purpose? Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So important. Yeah. It really is. Yes, it really is. And I mean, it's it's an endless quest. But yes, when you get the when you get the answers, you know, it's so extraordinary that you can then focus on that mm-hmm. and what we think about, we bring about, or bring about, we think about. You know, oh, so oh, yeah. totally, totally is. Yeah. And uh, we've had a lovely message coming in from Helen Colgan she says love in the chat with Grania. I love Grania's work had a soul reading reading it was absolutely amazing there you go nice little um, uh, uh, comment there from Helen Colgan thank you so much Helen Uh, and people can listen you've got a great podcast as well that's available everywhere thank you yeah it's free and it's on Spotify numbers four the number four numbers for success there's hundreds of them and um, so yeah it's all about you know numerology life purpose anything I can come up with I also do a podcast with another friend called if it's okay to say this gobshites on tour <laughs> that's what we call <laughs> that's a very <laughs> different um, one Brian, yeah. we call ourselves yeah gobshite number one and two love it and we, we, we talk about life yeah. so people love that so check it out it's all on my own Spotify numbers for success Fantastic. Well, Grania, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us an insight to what's wow. going down the line for 2023. Hope you have a great year yourself thank and you'll you have to me. come back again soon. I would be delighted to. Many blessings to you all. Thanks a million. Grania Tyndall there. If you want more information, numbers, then the number four, success.com.
You two stuck in a moment and uh, Grania has promised she will come back soon, okay? We're going to do something maybe again next month. But in the meantime, if you want to check out more, it's numbersforsuccess.com. Going to take a quick break. We're back with music from the script. Oh, come on. This has to be, it has to be a joke. I cannot believe this is happening already. Was sent a link on 086-1800-658 and it seems that already in shops, in supermarkets, big supermarkets, I'm not going to name them here, there's Easter eggs on sale. Let's just let that sink in. It's January the 3rd and people have taken to social media now to express their confusion and also annoyance over Easter eggs already being on sale. Now, it seems to be in UK supermarkets, but I'm just guessing it's gonna not going to be too long before they trickle in here uh, because these uh, this particular supermarket is available over here as well. Christmas is just over. You know what I mean? We've all, we're still getting through the Quality Street and the Roses and all the rest of it. Easter, by the way, is on April 9th. But there you go. Apparently, there's a whole array of them here. I've been sent a Twitter picture. Everything. Like there's shelves and shelves of these adorning the <laughs> supermarket. And apparently in the UK, this has been four days after Christmas Day. This is happening on December 28th. I mean, it's just, it's getting beyond a joke now. It's getting absolutely beyond a joke. Easter eggs in January. I've heard it all now. There's the script. Break even. That is our lot on the show for today. News at one is on the way and Jerry Kelly's back in the hot seat for late lunch at 1.30. I'll chat to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Oh, 11 to 1 with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. Visit our showrooms to see the amazing range of Mercedes-Benz cars or choose from our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. The best in motoring here for you. 